listening to PetLifeRadio.com. That's it. You're madder than a junkyard dog, and you're not going to take it anymore. Your feathers are ruffled, your dander's up, and you've got a definite bone to pick. Welcome to Pet Peeves, the show that lets you dig through the dirt and unleash your passion for pets. Why let sleeping dogs lie when you can take the bull by the horns and let the fur fly? So get your claws out and get ready to rattle some cages on Pet Peeves with your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Amy Shojok. Hey there, and welcome to Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Amy Shujai, and today we're discussing special needs pets. That brings me to my rant of the week. I still remember when Mac came to live with my folks. He was a gorgeous sable Sheltie, a Shetland sheepdog, sweet-natured, and at five months old, he started to bunny hop when he ran. Uh-oh. The veterinarian confirmed Mac had severe hip dysplasia at five months. And when my mom informed the breeder, she got a perfect puppy to replace the damaged one. By that time, of course, everybody loved Mac already. There was no giving him back or horrors euthanizing it, even though Mac later also developed seizures. Now, in our modern society where perfect bodies and youthful looks rule the media, it may be politically correct to, quote, make allowances for other abled humans. But in the world of pets, where there are so many pets need homes, would you adopt a disabled animal? And what would you do if, like my mom, the perfect pet turned out less than ideal? How do you decide when and where to draw the line? And is it fair to put your family through that kind of process? Well, today's guest has a strong opinion on that question. Natalie C. Marquis is a nine-year seasoned freelance journalist. She writes for several local and national publications, including a regular column on examiner.com, special needs dog care examiner. After a professional career in PR and in communications, she now writes nonfiction and fiction full-time. And she's just released her first book, Caring for Your Special Needs Dog. So call all your puppy dogs and come, sit, stay. And we'll be right back with author Natalie C. Marquis after these messages. Okay, time to call off the dogs. Pet Peeves will be back with more biting topics right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Buster. You're telling me my dog food products can't go on your shelves? That's right. Didn't pass one of my Petco certified nutrition checklists. Sorry, Wayne. Who made these checklists? Geniuses. Very smart guys. Well, it's good enough for most grocery stores. Do you see cheese puffs on my shelves? Mayonnaise? Soda pop? No. That's because I ain't running no grocery store, Wayne. Your pets will get better nutrition. I guarantee it. Petco, where the healthy pets go. Enter the code PEEVES10, P-E-E-V-E-S, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. Whether they're big, small, hairy, or whatever, you're going to need gear for your feet. 
And Kids Foot Locker's got all the great shoes and gear that'll get you in the game. Go to kidsfootlocker.com and enter the code AFKFPP10 to get 10% off any order of $50 or more. Or enter the code AFKFPP15 to get 15% off any order of $75 or more at kidsfootlocker.com. And cover those funky feet. Would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called InfoSeeds. InfoSeeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. Is the best, most cost-effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website. PetLifeRadio.com Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're foaming at the mouth to get back to pet peeves. So here's Amy with some more tail-tying, fur-flying fun. Welcome back to Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio. And please help me welcome Natalie Marquia, professional writer and a dog lover. Natalie, thanks for being my guest. Well, thank you so much for having me, Amy, and this is a, uh, a, I guess, a rant very close and dear to my heart, so I'm very honored and thrilled that my first book is about this topic. Well, before we get started in that, I always like folks, the listeners, to know a little about my guest on a personal level, so what dogs, cats, critters share your life and love right now? Well, currently, I just have one dog, which is a rarity for me, because I've always had no fewer than two. In fact, most of my family pets have overlapped one another. But um, when my husband and I were celebrating our one-year wedding anniversary, we decided to start our own pet family. So we went to, at the time, we were living in Waco, Texas. So we went to the local Humane Society, and we saw a litter of um, puppies that were a mix of German Shepherds and Rhodesian Ridgebacks, and we fell in love with Oscar. I mean, he literally, it was love at first sight, and, you know, I didn't want to be that person that bought the first puppy I laid eyes on, so I looked at other puppies, but I kept going back to Oscar. And we named him Oscar because for no particular reason, he just, that just seemed to fit him. <laughs> so uh, we had Oscar, and then one uh, year after we had Oscar, right around his one-year birthday, he was six weeks when we got him, but he was just a little guy. Um, I was writing, as I always do, um, at the table, and he started acting really bizarre, like he was afraid of something. And... You know, around the holidays, he always helps me wrap uh, Christmas packages for everyone. Oh, my pets help me unwrap Christmas presents for everyone. <laughs> I know. <and laughs> everyone's had that experience where their their dog or cat accidentally gets a piece of scotch tape on the side of them. Right. And they hate that. And that's how he was acting. He kept running around, scratching his side like he was frantically trying to get something off of him. That's how he acted. And I was making fun of him. I'm like, you silly Oscar. 
So what are you doing? What did you get on you? And then he goes into a full-out seizure. Oh, no. It was the most terrifying thing I have ever seen. I was sitting on the floor bawling my eyes out. And it was horrible. And I immediately called our trusted family vet. They got him in the next day uh, for testing. Because there are many other different medical conditions that can cause seizures other than epilepsy. Well, did you ever consider giving him up? I mean, that's seizures are, are a scary, scary thing. And I know with my mom, Mac didn't have a seizure more often than maybe once every month, every couple of months. So it wasn't a big deal. But with Oscar, why did you not decide to give him up? Why did you go that extra mile? Well, my family, we, we've always, and I was raised this way by my parents, so I guess I need to credit them for uh, this lifestyle that I have with my dogs, but they're not just pets, they're family. And to my husband and I, Oscar was our son. Um, we never crossed our minds to, get, to give him away. Our initial reaction was, okay, how do we treat this? How do we make this a livable condition to where Oscar could maintain the wonderful quality of life that he's used to? And uh, I got him to the vet. We did testing, and um, he the first week he had three seizures. Wow! Um, and they were pretty severe. And now he's uh, monitored on medication. He's on phenobarbital, which is a, a popular seizure medication that people are on. He actually gets his medicine prescribed to him through Walgreens, is where we pick it up. And it's funny going to the drive-through saying, "I'm here to pick up medicine for Oscar dog um, Marky." It's really funny. <laughs> Well, so would you encourage pet owners, if they have an issue like seizures or, or something else with their pets, to see a specialist? Of course, the, you know, the home veterinarian, the, the general practice is the first line of defense, but would you recommend that they go that extra mile and seek a specialist care too? I think that depends on each dog's individual case because every dog is different. Just like when people have a medical condition, every person's different. Um, we were lucky. We took him to our trusted family vet. And within that veterinarian practice, not our particular vet, but another veterinarian in the same practice group, um, was a one of her specialties was neurological disorders. Wow. So we were very fortunate. So our vet just said, well, you know, hey, he needs to see this vet in the same practice to see if he get that little extra level of specialization. Um, so we were very fortunate. And also at the time he was diagnosed, um, our veterinarian was one of, I can't remember if it was one in three or one in five that in the U.S that were participating in a new canine seizure study. So Oscar actually participated in the study, which means all his initial testing for his epilepsy was free. So as a part of the study, he got to test out a new drug, and we were guaranteed he was either going to be on the test drug or the phenobarbital, meaning he was not going to be put on a placebo. He was going to be getting some level of treatment. Um, and at any time, if the vet still felt that the study was not benefiting his medical needs, they'd pull him, and we completely trusted the veterinarian with this. So we were very fortunate. So everything kind of fell into all the stars kind of aligned right for Oscar. So I would advise anyone that has a dog that comes down with any special needs condition to listen to their family vet to see it and ask the question. Don't be afraid to ask. You won't offend them at all. Ask if they need to be taken to a specialist. Um, a good veterinarian is always a veterinarian who is um, able to admit that something may be beyond their level of expertise. Well, now, Natalie, I interview experts all the time, a lot of veterinarians, researchers, you know, from my own work and for the radio show. But pet 
owners sometimes don't realize that their life experience counts for almost as much. I mean, living with Oscar actually has made you an expert in disabled pet care and specifically in Oscar's care and how fortunate that is. I mean, how cool is that? Oscar has really inspired you to, to write a book about it. Yes, and you know, veterinarians are so educated and are amazing at what they do, but you as an owner have so much power, and actually more power than the vet does, because I've learned what different little things trigger Oscar seizures. And, I've, and the vet won't know that. The vet doesn't live with him. The vet's not, you know, experiencing that day in, day out uh, life with Oscar. Um, for example, right now, my uh, husband and Oscar and I and our daughter live on a street that's it's a neighborhood, it's a newer neighborhood that's still under construction. Well, Oscar does not approve of the construction at all. We do joke that it did not go through the proper Oscar approval channels. <laughs> um, and uh, he hates the construction across the street. So I've learned to kind of ease his stress level a little bit. I'll shut the blinds. So that way if he, he hears it, but if I take away that um, extra sensory level of sight, and he doesn't see it happening, it kind of eases a little bit of that stress with him. I also know when, you know, you can tell in the morning when the, if the concrete truck shows up, oh, that's going to be a really bad day for him. I know, okay, I need to have a lot more one-on-one -on -one time with Oscar today to make sure that he feels very loved and very secure to try. And I've found that, well, I believe that in some cases, uh, by helping ease his stress level, that I've been able to ward off some seizure episodes. Because even on medication, he still has, on average, one seizure a month, even on the medication. Wow. Well, that's going from three seizures a week, and I've interviewed folks that had, there was a lady that I spoke with that had a cat that had taken a fall, a header off a table, and ended up with, oh, just some office, daily seizures, and, and nothing was helping with those. And once she was able to get those under control, what a feeling of relief that is. And with you and Oscar, when did you know that he was going to be okay, that he was going to make, and how did that success make you feel? Oh, it, it makes me feel wonderful. And, um, you know, the dogs, they're so much like us. I think a lot of people don't see that as much as, you know, true, really good dog owners do. Um, but they're so much like us. And um, my brother's best friend growing up has epilepsy still. And, and that's a lifelong uh, challenge for him. And I know from knowing him that, you know, you take medicine, you have good times and bad times, but you get through it. And that's the same thing with Oscar. Um, in fact, there's been times where we've had to up his level of medication, like when we move. Obviously, any move on any animal or any person is a stressful event. So I can kind of anticipate trigger times in his life and try and up that medicine with the vet's permission, of course to kind of combat that, but knowing that what we're doing is working with Oscar and that Oscar is happy and healthy, um, it, it makes us feel wonderful. We know we're doing the right thing. It's just further proof why we should have never, we didn't, but it's further proof to other people on why you should not consider giving up and getting rid of a dog because Oscar is a, for other than the seizures, is a perfectly healthy, one of the happiest dogs. People I know who meet him want to be him. I mean, he's probably more spoiled than most people spoil their children, their human children. And he's just an outstanding dog. And until you are told he has epilepsy, you would never guess it. 
Well, that kind of brings me to, leads into the next question, the stress level and changes in a dog's life. And Oscar was your first baby, and then you had your daughter. So I, I love in the book how you talk about how you prepared Oscar for welcoming the new baby into his world, and then also the concern and how you're dealing with teaching your child about Oscar's special needs and why that's important. Um, I, I think children can play a huge role in any dog's um, care, whether they have a special needs or, or whether they don't, because it teaches responsibility. I know I was raised learning to take care of our dogs. I mean, from a very early age, I learned how to feed them, how to take care of them, how to walk them on leashes, and just, you know, the responsibility level that it goes into taking care of a pet. So I think because of that is why I've grown up to be such a responsible dog owner, but what we did with Oscar, uh, we knew he does not do well with stress, and we, uh, my biggest concern uh, when we found out we were expecting our human daughter was that um, I, I want this to be an easy transition for Oscar. So he'd been through training before, because he's a large breed dog, anyone with a large breed dog has got to be able to control him. So he's been through training before, but we took him through a different type of, uh, he did personal training one-on-one with a dog trainer, and we targeted the, the training course to him and his needs and how to get him ready for a baby. Um, for example, one of the biggest things that we did that I think really helped was, you know, there's so many gadgets and toys and supplies that are involved with getting ready for a baby. So instead of supplying the nursery with everything at once, we split everything up, which also was a huge help financially. So that way, Oscar didn't see the crib, the changing table, the armoire, the swing. He didn't see all that stuff coming in at once. It was a gradual progression over the nine months. So that way, each time something new was introduced into the home, he had time to get used to that item before getting used to the next item. So that really helped him. Um, one thing we learned, he was horribly afraid of the stroller. Ah. Horribly afraid of the stroller. It actually, it just seeing it had him go into a seizure one time. So our trainer advised us to get his favorite dog treats, and he doesn't like dog treats. He likes Ritz crackers. Ah, okay. Yeah. So we got Ritz crackers and put it around the stroller and had the stroller for days. It sat in the middle of the living room, totally stationary. We didn't move it. We didn't do anything with it. It just became a part of our lives for those few days. And every day he'd get a little closer to it to get that Ritz cracker. And by the end of about three or four days, he was totally adjusted to that stroller, had no problems with it whatsoever. And we felt it was important for him to get used to the baby items before we introduced our daughter into the picture, because that was uh, introducing her into it was going to be, of course, the biggest change of all. But it was a lot more comforting for us to know that he was used to all the supplies before we had her come home. Excellent, excellent. Well, I think at that point we're going to take a short break and continue our conversation with author Natalie C. Marquis after messages from these sponsors. Okay, time to call off the dogs. Pet Peeves will be back with more biting topics right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. 
Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash Peeves, P-E-E-V-E-S, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. I play tennis because I love to, but inside, I want to win. Take away the court, the net, I might not be a player, but I'll always be a competitor. Lady Foot Locker understands that. Lady Foot Locker, the first to carry Adidas off-court shoes and the gear that goes with them. If you play your best, there's no regret. Lady Foot Locker, one place, every woman. Go to LadyFootLocker.com. Enter the code AFLFPP10 to get 10% off any order of $50 or more. Or enter the code AFLFPP15 to get 15% off any order of $75 or more at LadyFootLocker.com. There's a movement afoot. ShoeBuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop ShoeBuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. ShoeBuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code PEEVES, P-E-E-V-E-S, at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at ShoeBuy.com. Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place with Win With Dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to Win With Dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and Win with Dogs. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> We know you're foaming at the mouth to get back to pet peeves. So here's Amy with some more tail-tying, fur-flying fun. We're back. And again, speaking with Natalie C. Marquis, the author of the new book, Caring for Your Special Needs Dog. She's a Texan and a Baylor University graduate, and she currently writes from a forest in Arkansas where she gets support from her husband, daughter, and, of course, Oscar. Now, before we went to the break, Natalie, we were talking about how you got Oscar ready for your daughter's introduction to the family. Why is it important for your daughter to understand Oscar's special needs and special care? 
Well, right now, that's kind of a work in progress. She's 10 months old, so it, she only understands so much. But um, we, we know moving forward, as soon as every child's different, as soon as we feel she's ready, we're going to put her in private lessons with Oscar. So she needs to learn commands, and he needs to be able to listen to her commands just as well as he would listen to me and my husband. And I think that's important for any child and any dog, regardless of their special needs or not. The kids need to be a part of the care and be seen as an owner to the dog as well. I think that's really important in any uh, raising of any dog and child. But um, our daughter needs to understand his special needs. She needs. I think it will develop a good tolerance for her. She will learn that everyone has a little something of imperfection. She needs to be more um, caring towards others, and I think it's just going to help develop a really well-rounded child and uh, later growing up a young lady. So I think it's a huge responsibility for her to understand all that. But one thing that is a concern of ours that we make sure she understands is whenever Oscar has a seizure, he loses complete control of his body. In fact, we're not, we've been advised by the veterinarians to not touch him during the seizure because he could, without meaning to, accidentally bite down on even me or my husband. Sure. So we just, when we see the signs of the seizure coming on, I make sure he's in a safe place away from where he could hit his head on anything harmful and just make sure that um, I'm right there so the minute the seizure is over, I can be there to hug him and give him the support he needs. Um, but we're going to train our daughter to understand what those signs are um, before he goes into a seizure so she can come and get one of us because we don't want her to go up and try and take care of him and her end up being hurt in the process. So it's a safety thing for both of them. Um, and I think that that's an important thing to incorporate into raising her and also continuing his care. That's a great point that you make in the book. And, well, let's just get right to it. Natalie, why did you write this book? It's so neat, just the common sense things that you you learn while raising a, a any animal with a special needs condition. And I'm really fortunate to have a career path to where I do work from home. Why would I pay the rent to go have an office elsewhere when... I can work from the comforts of my home, and I don't have to put my child in daycare, and Oscar is right there, so I can take care of him the entire time. But um, And because I'm with him all the time, um, I've just learned so many little things throughout his care. They're simple around-the-house tips, like closing the blinds and there's something outside that's bothering him. Um, just being able to know, okay, he needs to have, make sure he has more water than your average dog because of the medicine he's on. He drinks a lot more. Um, and also to know that he can't stay outside for long periods of time when it's hot and stuff like that. And um, I got to talking to other um, families who own special needs dogs because I wanted to learn what other families are doing so I could learn from their advice and their experiences so that I can be that much better of an owner and a mommy to Oscar. Well, so the book is, we've heard about Oscar, but the, this is not just Oscar's story. There are other dog owners and dogs profiled in the book. Is that right? Absolutely. I wanted to incorporate other families that are doing fantastic jobs of making it work. Because even though Oscar has epilepsy, there are so many other conditions and just illnesses that can make your dog a special needs dog. For instance. And I covered a wide range of dogs with different things. And you learn something from the different families and what they do with their dogs that make it work. In fact, um, one of the dogs in the book, Daisy, um, has uh, a disc uh, displaced. She's a um, dachshund mix, has a, a disc uh, displaced in her spine. 
And because of that, she cannot jump up and down on furniture. But before she had this condition developed, she loved to get up on bed, the bed with her owner. That was her wonderful, happy time of the day. So it was, it was really affecting her quality of life when she hurt her back, and she could no longer do that. So her owner actually built a ramp so she could easily and safely get up on the bed and still be able to have that nighttime in the bed with her owner that she loves so much. So it's so much more than just taking care of their physical needs. It's also taking care of their emotional needs and giving them that quality of life and that little piece of something that they love most. Well, what I like about the book is it's common sense stuff that you hear from an expert. It's always kind of couched in this, well, you know, you have to do this, you have to do that. This is from somebody in the trenches, somebody that actually lives with a special needs dog and you know, this is what works for this person. It may work for your dog, and it's becoming creative. So I, I love that you've shared these stories from other people, not just Oscars. Right, and Oscar is the inspiration, and he's, of course, very important to the book because without him, I may never have written anything on this topic. But um, it, it's so much bigger than him because I'm hoping that this book will give every family hope. So if a, a veterinarian diagnoses a beloved family pet with a special needs condition, that they can hopefully learn about this book and read it, learn from what other people are doing, and more importantly, see that this is not the end of the world. These people don't just spend all their time taking care of their special needs dogs. They have lives that their dogs are very much a part of. You know, it, it doesn't affect your family or tie your family down in any way. Um, in fact, one of uh, the owners I spoke to said that she would happily adopt understanding and knowing that she had a special needs dog that she was bringing into her life because she said she's had both special needs dogs and non-special needs dogs, and she found them to just take about the same amount of level of care. The special needs dogs, you just need to be aware and maybe tweak some care to, uh, caregiving just slightly, but it doesn't take up that much more time. Great. Well, Natalie, where can listeners find your book? They can find my book on Amazon, um, iBook, and uh, Barnes & Noble, The Nook. Um, you can just uh, find it through those. It's under Natalie C. Markey. You can look up the um, my name that way, and Markey is M-A-R-K-E-Y, or you can look up the title, Carrie, for your special needs dog. It's also on um my publisher, Who Dares Wins um, Publishing website, which I'm sure, Amy, you'll put on your uh, website. Right, right. We'll have all of this good information on the guest page with uh, links so folks can find the book. And I thank you very much. Is there anything that I have not asked you? Well, wait, there's something very important that I know that you want to get out there. I understand you're donating a percentage of sales somewhere. I am. Um, the study that Oscar participated through when he was first diagnosed with epilepsy was through the Texas A&M School of Veterinary Medicine, and I know that they do outstanding things um, in all their various programs. So um, a percentage of the profit from this book will go to the Texas A&M Foundation to benefit the neurology section, Department of Small Animal Clinical Sciences through the School of Veterinary Medicine. So it will go towards the help the neurology department. So, um, but this book isn't just giving people great advice for their dogs. But it's also hopefully you know making a difference monetarily to a department that's making so much impact in the animal community. 
That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Natalie, for being my guest Thank you, today. Amy. And I love talking to owners of dogs and hearing what people do that make things work. So um, anyone who has a great story that they want to share with me that I could, you know, promote and talk about on one of my columns can email me anytime to nataliecmarkey at gmail.com. Perfect, perfect. I'll be sure that that's also in your bio on the uh, the guest page. And unfortunately, um, we are out of time, but I would like to thank Natalie C. Markey and the producers for making Pet Peeves possible. I dare you to join me next week for Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio for the next installment of What Hisses You Off. Email me suggestions by dialing up PetLifeRadio.com and clicking on the Pet Peeves logo. Oh, and don't forget, you can subscribe to the free Pet Peeves newsletter available at AmyShajai.com. Woofs and purrs until next time. Now, dogs and cats have moved from the barnyard into the family room, from being considered work animals to being prized companions and family members. They are no longer considered replaceable. Today's pets deserve the most current, highest quality care available. So don't hesitate to seek out the expertise of a veterinary specialist and take it from Natalie and Oscar. Know that you can do this. After all, you don't want your pets to get peeved. That's it. You're madder than a junkyard dog and you're not going to take it anymore. Your feathers are ruffled, your dander is up, and you've got a definite bone to pick. Join us each week on Pet Peeves, the show that lets you dig through the dirt and unleash your passion for pets. Your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Amy Shojai, will talk about what makes you howl and what hisses you off. Pet Peeves, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.